This episode was brought to you by Bookout Blooms. Bookout Blooms sells cut flowers and designs. They're located in South End Charlotte. They have beautiful flower arrangements for any occasion you can think of. They even have classes where you and a group of girlfriends can come and learn to make your own bouquets. So head on over to www.bookoutblooms.com to learn more information. And if you stop by the shop, tell them that those other girls sent you. Can't relate to cancel culture? hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And I'm Sebastian King, the Carolina conservative. Yeah, Sebastian's rebranding away from the Republican nerd, sad, to the Carolina conservative. We should do a poll to see if what the viewers like better. Vote Carolina conservative. Oh, we should. <laughs> Please vote Carolina conservative. Oh, I'm going to make sure everybody votes. Republican nerd sounds funny. Republican nerd. Oh, man. All right. Well, it's another week of the We Believe series. Sorry, this is coming out of daylight. Oh, actually, sorry. Really quick, really quick, really quick. Yeah. These views are our own and they do not represent anyone else. Continue. Yeah, babe, we realized we started. We should have done that a long time ago. (laughs) Anywho. Um, yeah, so. This week on our We Believe series, we are so sorry we're a day late. Mallory started a new job this week, and Ooh. which is exciting. First big girl job. Welcome. Congratulations. I think Thanks. we're going to talk a little bit more about that on our weekly recap that comes out tomorrow. So we'll get an update on how your first week went. Anywho, so we're talking about voter ID laws. So we believe in fair um elections is that the right way to say it, you think Smash yeah absolutely fair elections that hey, everyone's fair, voice. legal and safe elections fair legal and safe i agree with that awesome all right so we all live in north carolina there's a big uh trial so Sebastian, you want to give us a brief like history of voter ID in North Carolina, and then we, I will give like the update on what's going on this week with voter ID. Yeah. So during my time working in the General Assembly for Representative Harster, we, as in the legislature, passed a constitutional amendment to put voter ID on the ballot and let North Carolinians, not politicians, decide should elections be safe and secure. North Carolinians overwhelmingly passed voter ID with a 55% approval rating in 2018. 2018. So fast forward um, to 20, I think it was in 2018 after uh, it was the election for 2018 that a judge um, 
think it was like 2019, early 2020, because there was no voter ID in 20. Like we should have. That's right. I'm getting my years confused now. Okay. So 2019, a judge came out one judge and ruled it unconstitutional. Think about that. That is not how our system set up. One judge usurped the votes of 2 million North Carolinians. Um, so obviously it's working its way through court still. Uh, Victoria is going to give a recap. So voter ID was not a uh, law or in our constitution because this judge took it off the constitution of North Carolina. So in 2020, we did not have um safe elections we didn't have secure elections there were people voting without showing an id um there's been a lot of upsetness about that we've seen the president talk about that across the country um and fast forward to now where it's still in trial and litigation we're actually in court this week about it and victoria can give a recap about that which i will before the recap say when i think all of us work polls i can't tell you how many people started walking back to their car because they forgot their id to vote and I'm like, oh, no, you're good. You don't need an ID to vote. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people don't know that you don't need an ID to vote. Yeah. I feel like more people know now. But yeah. the time, yeah, for sure. Well, even in 2020, when the midterms prior, it was on the ballot. There's so much media attention about it. There's been so much media attention about it since 2018. And people still are not aware that in North Carolina, you don't need an ID to vote. But I guess it's I I you can read it in a second, but I was gonna say I guess it all comes down to uh something that we'll get into, but you need an ID for almost everything. Mm-hmm. Like even taking the LSAT. I mean, yeah. they were like super okay, you have to have this I your ID da, da, da. like everything I you think do. If you want to pull this up, Mal, while I'm reading this, I think Caroline Craig had a really good um graphic on her Instagram story of everything you need a voter ID for. So, uh-huh. so in North Carolina, there's a multi-day trial starting, it started Monday, April 12th, and a lawsuit challenging the state's 2018 voter ID law, Senate Bill 824. Lawmakers approved that bill to implement the constitutional requirements. Critics say the voter ID law unfairly targets Black voters. At the close of evidence, plaintiffs believe that you'll agree with us that the mountain of circumstantial evidence is so overwhelming that no alleged neutral justifications can overcome that mountain, said Allison Riggs of the Southern Coalition for Social Justice. She's the lead attorney representing plaintiffs in the case. At the end, you'll conclude that North Carolina once again enacted an unconstitutional law, a voter ID law designed to keep Black voters from the ballot box, Riggs added during her nearly 45-minute opening argument. The law's defenders pointed to some inconvenient facts for Riggs and her clients. Among those facts, some Black Democrats voted for the disputed bill. You wouldn't see the support from Democrats, from African-American Democrats, if Senate Bill 824 really were weaponized for political entrenchment of the opposing party, said David Thompson, an attorney representing Republican legislative leaders. Um, Legislative Republicans also mounted a defense of the law in the court of public opinion. The requirements for voter ID is in the North Carolina Constitution. In 2018, North Carolina voters opted to amend their constitution to require voter ID, uh, photo voto ID, according to a news release from Senator Paul Newton um, from Cabarrus County. Reasonable people can have reasonable disagreements, but whether voter ID is a good policy, but that debate is over, the Constitution requires voter ID. Um, 
The law implementing voter ID was sponsored by an African-American Democrat, Newton's release added. News coverage of the voter ID law almost always quotes left-wing activists who accuses the bill sponsors of racists, yet that coverage almost never informs readers that one of the bill sponsors is an African-American Democrat. Reporters should take care to note that fact, not bury it. So that's kind of what's going on right now. Um, yeah, I actually agree with that. And I'll, can we start off with this, which is, I think, probably the senator they were talking about, which was Senator Ford at the time. He's now on the Board of Governors for the UNC system. But he tweeted about this today during testimony, and he testified with the Republican um, lawmakers uh, for voter ID in North Carolina. He tweeted this today and said, stop it. When you say voter ID laws are racist against black people, translation Black people are not smart enough to figure out how to get rid uh, to get free identification. And what he's saying is that's just foolish. That's not accurate. Mm-hmm. And he's what he's saying really is it's racist to even say that. I've heard that argument several times that African Americans aren't smart enough to get a free ID. That's preposterous. Um, and I agree with Senator uh, former Senator Ford. I think he's uh you know, speaking the truth. And it takes a lot of courage to do that as a Democrat because as far the far left is very radical now and they don't want safe and secure elections. Yeah, and that was always um, strange to me because you need an ID to do just about anything. I don't, and you know, when people have problems with this law and they have problems with the Georgia law, I just, okay. But I agree. It, you okay. said those people but, had- yeah issues with the Georgia law, but you know why they probably had issues with the Georgia law? Because they didn't read the Georgia law. A lot of people have come forward and said they haven't even read it when they've publicly criticized it. Uh, Note for those other girls, read the bill before you comment on it. Come on, let's have some common sense and do our homework before we follow the herd of public opinion when it's Mm -hmm. completely false. Mm -hmm. So Um, go ahead now. What I was going to say is the what you were talking about, Caroline, we need about the things you need an ID for. So it's health care to drive, buying or renting a house, buying alcohol, buying cigarettes, certain medicines, um, five-hour energy. That's, she didn't say that, but I remember I had to have an ID to get that when I turned 18. Um, going on an airplane, Medicare, such Medicaid, applying for a job, getting married, joining the military. Like These are just things that like just normal average people like need an id for my grandma actually never got her license i don't really know why but she had an id you know like it's not mm-hmm. like a because i know another thing is like oh sometimes people can't get license a car because that's why like it's free you can get an id it's not that difficult yeah and what's interesting is okay so if voter ids racist are all african-americans homeless and not receive right. like is it like all the all homeless are they not able to buy alcohol and are they not yeah. able to um what was to get married they get a job you get a job get well here's it, my thing is we do all these things i just flew to texas and flew back and we show our id and we don't even think about it because we expect it we want to feel safe when we fly that the people that are showing up to the airport are who they say they are and then they go through TSA and are screened. Look, American Airlines came out against the Georgia vote, um, and, and I had half the mind to go there and say, look, if they feel so strongly about it, why don't you stop requiring IDs to fly? 
and then let passengers decide if they want to fly on your airplane when people aren't verified who they who they are and no one would feel safe getting on that plane so why are we having elections that determine the future of our country the future that our kids are going to have why can't we have the same safety and security in place for our elections it's common sense majority of north carolina uh, 55% of north carolinians agree with that and uh it makes the most sense to have voter ID to ensure people are who they say they are. And it actually protects those votes of people too. So that's often not talked about enough is I've had several people come up to me, Republican and Democrat that said I went to vote and they said, I already voted and they knew for sure they hadn't voted yet. So you're disenfranchising potentially all kinds of people uh, when they're not able to vote and someone else votes for them. I mean, we know someone whose dead parent in Nevada, who's been dead for like 20 years, voted this election. Crazy. Yep. All right. So we're going to actually break down Georgia's election law. So we talked a little bit about North Carolina's, but the big one that a lot of people are talking about is the new Georgia election law that was implemented after the crazy runoff election for the U.S. Senate in Georgia. And um, I think a lot of us are familiar with what happened. But what was crazy, in my opinion, was how people who didn't even live in Georgia were able, because they found a loophole in their law, were able to go and vote in Georgia. Is that right, Sebastian? Yeah, yeah. So essentially what happened was, it's my opinion that, you know, those, if there's a runoff election, those who were already registered to vote um, prior to the first election should be the only ones who are able to vote the second election. People were flocking to Georgia, switching their residency and voting. I think that's wrong. Um, it's not how it's intended. And that, that's the loophole you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So here's yeah, the thing. Go ahead, Mallory. Uh, I was going to say, I remember seeing... Um, on both sides, to be honest, Republicans did this too, but I remember seeing um, signs like, oh, if you turn 17 by December, or if you turn 18 by December, even if you're not registered, even if you didn't vote before, you can still register to vote. And I agree with Sebastian. I think, you know, it would be nice if specifically if they voted for the Republicans, um, but I don't think it's very fair if you didn't vote in the first one that you shouldn't be allowed to vote in the second one. See, I'm not too opposed with the idea if you turn 18 by the time of the runoff election. I had an issue with people moving there and changing their voter registration. Because isn't, and correct me if I'm wrong, I thought in North Carolina, you have to be a um, resident for a certain amount of time before you could vote, I think it's like 90 days or 30 days, something like that, yeah. Yeah, to prevent stuff like that. And so, I see, I'm not that opposed to, I get what you guys are saying, but I do think it's okay if you turn 18 by the time you are an adult, you legally can vote. But I have an issue if you are moving just to vote, like you're changing well, your residency, like yeah. not actually moving places, but just changing your residency to vote, that I have an issue with. Yeah, I agree with that. I just feel like if you didn't have anything to do, like the reason why it's in a runoff is because of X amount of people. So if you didn't have anything to do with that, then like maybe, I don't know, you should have been born earlier. I don't know. Like that's, that's impossible, but you know what I mean? Like, I just, I think that if it's any other, like 
if there's a special election maybe but like not a runoff i think a runoff should just be the people and i also think like if you didn't vote before like i don't know how they would do this and this is just me but like if you decided you know what i'm not going to vote because xyz and now it's a runoff and you're like oh i should really vote i don't think you should be able to vote then either because once again it's between the people who actually voted but that's just my opinion but aren't you asking these people who voted and they're not going to come to vote what'd you say like people are gonna who voted in the first one they're not gonna come to vote like there's gonna be a lot of people that won't come to vote in a special election well most of the time they should they should yeah that's a fair point because you're right then because if we eliminate every extra person then there'll be like three people voting that's a fair yeah it'd be the people who (laughs) the people who are running in their families (laughs) and then people like us (laughs) yes but all right so let's break down george's voting law so this was signed into a our bill on march 31st and it will go into effect on july 1st so Special ballots will be created for nonpartisan elections. Ballots, ballots must be printed in black and white ink on security paper. A cutoff date of 11 days before a primary, during election, or runoff election for mail-in ballot applications. A deadline for the issuance of absentee ballots at least 25 days before a federal primary, during election, or special election, or 22 days before a municipal general election or primary a georgia state driver's license number id card date of birth and the last four digits of your social security number or another approved form of identification must be presented on the outside of an absentee ballot conditions for rejecting absentee ballots if certain requirements are not met and then it goes into um i think uh if my if i recall so early voting was cut down a little bit which i'm sorry we worked like what two and a half weeks of voting after day like the most people that come out is day one and day two or the last day sorry like yeah it's really a and i hate to say it but it's a waste of time and resources give us seven days so someone's gonna have off at least one day in my opinion like you if i don't know heck let's just make it a federal holiday i'm all for making elections yeah. a federal holiday why isn't it do we have a do we know why just because just because it's not or i don't yeah. know yeah i'm not entirely sure on that point but look i mean i miss the days uh, i wasn't old enough to vote yet but a lot of people talk about it is you know you voted on election day or your candidates and then uh you found out that same day who was going to be the president or who was going to be your representatives. We need to go back to that thing, not not where they're waiting overnight, weird stuff's going on, people leave, come back, they find ballots like they did in Durham. That it, It's really weird. It, it puts non-trust in the process, and we need election security, and we need confidence in the election system, which... I think the best time to do that is everyone goes and votes on election day. I'm, I'm okay with a few days of early voting and, um, but we definitely need to find the results out that night of we're in the 21st century. We're in the technology age. People should be able to, you know, utilize technology appropriately and get election results that night. So people can know who their presidents 
or their president and their representatives are. And so they can have confidence in the system. This whole waiting months and weeks and stuff, I don't think that's going to fly in the future. Yeah. I mean, in North Carolina, what we had, what, 15, 16 days of early voting. Yep. And I think we were out at the polls almost every day. And towards the end, I think we were waiting at least 10 to 15 minutes per person. Like there was no line. Yeah, I think that the myth of you'll be in the line because, you know, I um, I don't remember if you mentioned it, but there's the you can't have the water bottle thing. I think the I think it's just a myth. I mean, I've never heard of anyone waiting like three hours in line and they have to they're so thirsty. They absolutely need water. And I'm not saying that um I'm not saying that that doesn't necessarily happen, but I definitely don't think it's like a super common thing. Most people, I feel like, so I will admit, I've never been in North Carolina during an election. So I've always done absentee ballot. But I mean, I remember when I was younger going with my parents to the kids vote, I want to say I went with them like twice. And I don't remember standing in line for that long. Like it's not this long drawn out process. And one thing that I think people talk about, this is kind of transitioning, but kind of in the same vein, is um, how they feel as if all of these are reactionary to um, something that happened. If you could discuss that, because I mean, it does feel very reactionary, even though they are very common sense, things that probably should have been in place. And like, they all make sense. Like, I, I can't really, the only, there is no, in my opinion, there is no argument against anything that Georgia has done. Even the water bottle thing, like I totally, it's not that you can't have water. It's just that people wearing a big R and a big D, um, a big D for Democrat, cannot just walk up and give you a water bottle. <laughs> cannot just walk up and give you a water bottle. Um, so like, I mean, these are all common sense. Well, I think, okay, like here, like I remember... We were working a poll. It was like a Saturday and I, it wasn't from like the Democrat party, but it was like, I don't know, voters for Democrats. It was like one of their subsidiaries. They had food trucks out there passing out free food to all the voters and posting it all over social media saying, look, if you come out to Burn Mill voting location, go vote, but also get your free food here. And I think that's what this, like, yeah. this part of the law is trying to prevent. It's not, oh, I can't go pr- give my grandma water. It's it's more of, oh, you want water? Well, here's a water bottle with my candidate sticker on it, and you need to vote for this or you're not getting the water bottle. Like, that's what it's preventing. Yeah, right. and, I, and I I'll agree. say this, as far as reactionary, that's how laws are intended, and I don't think there should be a partisan intent. But you're able as lawmakers to observe how the process is being done and make it better. That's the point of our form of government. We want to look how things are done and continue to make it better. Like you said, there is nothing wrong with the Georgia law. A lot of these people that criticized the Georgia law didn't read the bill, and now they've publicly admitted it. In fact, Stacey Abrams is doing a 180 because she costed at the MLB All-Star Game, left Georgia, costed them i think the projections were a hundred million dollars into their community that that's funds you cannot get back and that makes a difference in the economic impact of the state of the town and for the citizens in the community 
I, um, I mean, so we had something like that happen in Charlotte. We lost um, that basketball thing, yeah, where they should the ball. Well, and the Republican thing. convention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that um, was... I will fault, say, but... I thought someone made a good point. That's interesting that MLB pulled all-star game which is going to provide what he's like a hundred million dollars to atlanta which is a, a large african-american community moved like 85 yeah it's crazy high moved it to i think like denver colorado which is like <laughs> crazy white. majority white community and it's like okay so you've moved it to provide money and jobs to african-americans because of voting laws that you're claiming are discriminating against african-americans like you're not helping them by claiming that like it's just kind of an oxymoron yeah it's a podcast i listen to it's this uh christian comedian and uh he's gone super woke but he's really funny and he's like black and talks a lot about like black churches and black experience um so it's funny to me but anyway uh, they were talking about what happened in Georgia and they even admitted like uh, that's kind of tough because for example you know Will Smith also pulled out his show I saw so that what how it hurts Will Smith or how Will Smith hurt people is the people who could have been working for him were black people and those black people could have put money back into the economy like you know it, it's a it's and they were saying how like it's kind of like a give and a take like which one but i personally think like the reality of the situation is what's going to help black people what's going to help people in general is money like doing the little like oh uh being upset over x y and z is not going to help what's going to help is money you took money away from people like that's what i think is really like money and power so you know all these people leaving so all these major things that could have helped the economy um, grow, leaving this, leaving Atlanta is not helping anyone. Like it doesn't even make, and here's the other thing too, that's um, I think the most important thing, it's not going to change a single thing. The Georgia mm-hmm. thing is going to happen. The Georgia thing is already signed in. Literally it changes nothing. Like he's not going to like, <laughs> I, like, yeah. That's yeah. I and I will add on to that too, and because I'll be honest with you, people who are saying saying these voter ID laws are racist are all white. I've never seen an African American person really claiming like, like being. Like, I don't know. I've never seen someone who's like actually in like because they're claiming it's African American low income communities. I've never seen someone from these communities as the spokesperson for saying these voter ID laws are racist, me and my community can't get them, you know? That's a very good point. And I want to say one thing. Here in North Carolina, Senator Dave Craven said that they were trying to put $5 million into the appropriations budget so that more IDs can be provided to folks that cannot afford them, regardless of, you know, where you come, like, regardless of race. And guess who had the biggest issue with it? Democrats had the biggest issues. And also, I'll say this, um, you know, the MLB commissioner, Marco Rubio, made a good point. He's also a member of Augusta uh, National Golf Club. According to Victoria, I think she'll agree, one of the best golf clubs like, in the country. It's like the elite golf course. Like Condoleezza Rice is a member there. A lot of the presidents Ooh, are so- members there. Like this is like elite of elite. And I will, I hate to say it. I don't think they started allowing African-Americans on the course until like the 1980s. 
and um it's in it's in georgia so why aren't these like and and like this is like we're all ceos and like everyone like anyone who's anyone's a member there so why are they leaving augusta national why are they not pulling their memberships why aren't they boycotting augusta national for being in georgia yeah, that's that, that's the question. So it reeks of hypocrisy, mm-hmm. quote Marco Rubio. Um, and I think he should, you know, give up his Augusta National Golf membership, which bet you anything he will not do. No, of course not. Like Marco Rubio, like the okay, you maybe you said it wrong. So Senator Marco Rubio called out MLB Commissioner for being a member at Augusta National. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, why does he have membership? Doesn't he have Florida? Baby, you made it sound like it was like the same person. Wait, what? You said Marco Rubio, the MLB commissioner. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, that's I'm, why I came out. Yeah. I didn't call I out the like, commissioner. I, I, I thought I said that. I'm sorry. But. No, no, no. I, I get what you're saying now. And yeah, I mean, it's a lot of hypocrisy in general. This, uh, on topics like this because I think um, most of this is in fear or in the vein of trying to virtue signal. I think a lot of it is just virtue signaling. I think a lot of it is people, they just want to, and you know, there's people, I think people at the top, honestly, could not care less. I don't think that, I don't even think people at the top have like, ooh, care about Republican versus Democrat at all. But I do think there are people who are generally like just us regular people, maybe a step ahead of us that genuinely do care. Like I do think there are some people who just don't know about the Georgia law and are like, man, I don't want my uh, friends and families to be disenfranchised. And it's virtue signaling to appease those people. But Mm -hmm. I, I genuinely think the reason why people like the CEOs or rich people, they don't care. And you know, this could just be me speculating. I feel like when you reach a certain level of wealth, like, I don't know. I feel like you just stop caring about so many things that we we peasants down here get all fretted over. <laughs> yeah, I was going to add something. I completely, like, blinked on it. Georgia, CEOs. Georgia voting. Golf. I don't know. Rich people. Rich people billionaires oh i remember now thank you okay so in 2016 the democrats claimed that the election was stolen and that russia infiltrated the election donald trump was not meant like he did not win fairly president they went four years saying that's not my president joe biden wins no issues with the voting system but democrat republicans are claiming now that something was wrong and and in my opinion i think there's actual evidence in 2020 to show that okay something did not add up i mean i'll be frank in sebastian's seat a hundred thousand voters consistently voted over 10 years this year it increased by 20 percent. Hundred twenty thousand people voted in his district and i was like huh that's sus did i use that right yeah that's the yeah. right way to use sus that's sus. Um, so Ashton's the only one that overlapped with three county commissioner seats in Gulfport County that were up and they were trying to flip those seats. And they won all three somehow. And it was a lot more voters than ever before. 
So I'm not, I do think we do have issues. And here's my thing with the, with Democrats. Look, you claim in 2016, the election was not fair. It was, there's um, fraud in it. But 2020 is perfectly fine and safe. So if you bo- truly believe Joe Biden won the presidency, if you truly believe that every single person who won their seat actually won their seat, then why not have voter ID? Why not just make sure we're being safe? Like, why not put those precautionary measures in? That's my message to the Democrats. Why not put precautionary measures in if your candidates truly won like you claiming they won? Yeah, it's much like the districts. Um, you know, they say that Republicans hyper-partisanly gerrymander the district. That's one thing that I just really don't understand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the table. Ah, why is this happening? Okay. okay. So you don't understand the whole <laughs> gerrymandering argument, which I feel like that's a whole nother day. Didn't even say that. <laughs> I was saying I don't understand why. Um, if you think that, like, why everyone doesn't want just a really safe election, like, even if you don't think there was fraud, why wouldn't you just want it to be safe, just in general? That's exactly. what I was say. Well, guys, say we pa- no, it's okay. We passed over one major point too that the majority of these Democrats that are opposed to voter ID laws also want a COVID passport as proof that you've had the COVID oh, vaccine. How did we oh, know? Yes. Yeah, oh my that's God. such a good point. Yes. So what's up with that? Um, they, it, it, speak millennial, they need a grip because <laughs> they can't have it both ways, man. And look, and, and for the record, for the record, I think the majority of conservatives would be okay, more okay with the COVID passport if we could stop wearing the mask if we've had the vaccine. Like, seriously, like, okay, give us, like they're saying it, it provides immunity to COVID. Well, if you have the passport, show your passport and don't wear a mask anymore. Have, like that, that increases confidence that the uh, vaccine's effective and uh, it actually works. You know, they gave Hannity a very hard time for that uh, or it was Tucker Carlson, actually. They gave Tucker Carlson a hard time for that because all he did was ask a simple question, which is, if the vice president, if Fauci, and if Joe Biden have been vaccinated, why are they walking around with double mask? That kind of provides a really interesting um, Lack dynamic of confidence. There. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why we're seeing such a drop in the vaccinations. And and they, well, and and they said this, I I just want to say this, Dr. Fauci, who I guess is supposedly the best scientist in the world, he said, I think that's irresponsible of Tucker to ask that question. The whole premise behind science is ask hard questions so we can find answers to those hard questions. Doing the scientific method which is you have a hypothesis, you test the hypothesis, then you put it out for scrutiny and for other people to test, and then you reevaluate your analysis. Well, the woke culture of Dr. Fauci and Joe Biden said that whatever they do is the real science, whatever Republicans do is fake science, and that's just the Don't ask us any questions. That's not science. Yeah, I think it's interesting, and I know we're getting off topic, but with the whole... They're claiming that, okay, well, we're not sure if people who've been vaccinated can still carry the virus. 
Isn't that the whole point of the vaccine? Vaccine, right? Right. Shouldn't Which this is... have been determined during the testing period? Nope. This is the testing period. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that the whole thing is a little sketch, in my opinion. Um, you can say it's a little sus. We're trying to be more millennial and hip. It's a little this. sus. It's a little sus. You're right. You're right. It's it's We're trying to be sad. more Gen. Is it Gen sad. Z or Gen um, X? Which one's the one right behind? Or the youngest? Definitely us. We're millennials. I'm the last millennial. Below 1995 is the is last Gen millennial. Z. So it's Gen Z. We're trying to be more Gen Z-ish here. Sus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we you're trying too hard now, Victoria. I'm trying too hard. But yeah, no cap. <laughs> Oh my God, Mal. Okay, sorry guys. So we're going on a little bit of a rant here. But okay, so Mal, you will not believe this. And I think the viewers will find this entertaining. Um, so I tweeted, Sebastian King NC, if you want to follow my Twitter, <laughs> I, 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 I do some fire tweets. But this representative, uh, Nadler, said this. We're not packing the Supreme Court. We're unpacking it. And I retweeted it and I just put the cap um, emoji. <laughs> And, what the hell does that mean? And Victoria didn't know what it meant. And she's been it, trying to figure out all day what cap means. Okay. Tell me what cap means. Do you know? Yes. Okay. So cap is what the young people say when they mean lying. So cap okay. literally translates to lying. Like the word. So like if I said. Um, Sebastian should, looks good today. We're That's the cap. Best, um, <laughs> No, that'd be. I voted for Joe Biden. That's I respond that. to that. But I'm gonna use my example really quick. If I said, "We're gonna say those other girls is the best podcast that you'll ever listen to," no cap. That's like those are the girls is the best. Like I'm not lying. Like it's the hmm. best podcast. So or another way the- to use it is those other girls are the number one podcast on Apple iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> that's mean. I'm just joking. You're just I'm jealous. Joking. I'm jealous. Give us I'm a jealous. couple of years. We can make some sort of number one list. But that's actually an appropriate time to say like and follow those other girls and subscribe so they can be the number one podcast because they're trying they're trying very hard to make that happen. Yep. We're working our butts off. But all right. I think we will see you again now. Yeah, I think we can wrap it up. <laughs> in other words, we believe in safe, legal, wait, safe, secure. Legal. We believe in fair, safe, secure okay. elections. Sorry, someone else do it. We believe yeah. in fair, <laughs> safe, secure elections. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um. Anything anybody want to add? I'll just add one last point because the Democrats like to say this a lot, that we want to suppress the vote. Well, North Carolina had record numbers of voting. President Donald J. Trump was, you know, reelected by the state of North Carolina. He won the electoral votes of North Carolina. We have majorities in both chambers and we swept the Supreme Court races in our state and all court of appeals, um, all the judicial races as well. So to finish with the millennial talk and Gen Z talk, Dems, that's cap. We're perfectly fine with allowing everyone who wants to vote to vote. 
We encourage them to get out and vote, have their voices heard. Let's just do it safe and securely. Yes, and your vote matters. Paul Newby won by 401 votes. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. Um, our This month's donation is to Lily North's We Don't Need abortion to succeed billboard it is on our website she was the episode before this you should take a listen to it we talk about the billboard we talk about the amazing message and like how much of a difference this is going to make so head over to our website and click the link it is imperative that we help her with this five dollars here ten dollars there can truly make a difference um what's her goal do you know her goal is four thousand dollars and she's at 900 something as of 4:15:930 at 9:31 p.m. April 15th probably makes more sense for me to say. Yeah. So, um she has quite a ways to go, but I do think if everyone listening can donate $5 here, share it. If you can't donate, share it with your friends. We're going to continue to share it on our pages um and all that jazz. All right, y'all. You have a good rest of whatever day it is you listen to this. Bye, Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values.